The other time you'll remember when he was talking about beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the apostles thought, oh dear, we brought no bread. Then he reproached them with being a bit dim. But this time he's speaking literally. And so when they go, when these disciples go, he doesn't try to correct any misunderstanding. Our Lord is speaking literally that we have to eat his flesh and drink his blood under the appearance, though, of bread and wine. And Simon Peter, I go on with the text, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. And now we believe and know that you are the Holy One who's come from God. Simon Peter says, we believe and know. Not, we know and believe. Faith comes first, then understanding. Well, I've gone through that chapter because it's a wonderful foreshadowing of God's gift to the world of the Holy Eucharist. Jesus says, If you don't eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have life in yourselves. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him to life on the last day. St. Ignatius of Antioch, who was put to death for the faith around the year 107, talking about the Holy Eucharist in one of his letters, he said, This is the medicine of immortality, the antidote that we should not die. There in St. John's Gospel, we have the foreshadowing of our Lord's gift to himself in the Holy Eucharist. So what does the Church teach us about it? It tells us that at the Last Supper, when Jesus took the bread and said, This is my body, it changed into himself. The appearance of bread remained but the reality was changed into Jesus. And when he took the wine and said, this is the cup of my blood, we hold that it changed into our Lord. Sure, on the cross, there was a real separation of body and blood. His body was on the cross, his blood sprinkled on the ground. And that separate consecration calls vividly to mind that sacrifice of Calvary. But in a living body, where you have the body, you have the blood, and where you have the blood, you have the body. And the Church teaches us that in the Holy Eucharist, whether under the appearance of bread or under the appearance of wine, we have Jesus whole and entire. The word we use for this change is transubstantiation. The whole substance of the bread, the whole substance of the wine, changes into Jesus. The way the Greeks put it was metaousiosis, a change of being. But it's just a different word to express the same reality, that after consecration at the Mass, just like after those words at the Last Supper, what seems now to be bread and wine is no longer bread and wine. It's Jesus. We can't see it, but the angels see it. Now, when I became a Catholic, 
this was one of the things I just kept right at the back of my mind. I thought if I start thinking about it, I'll just get too confused. What helped me was when I came across a book of miracles. And I think maybe God very often does use miracles, just like in his own lifetime he used miracles to help our faith. Padre Pio, who died, what, ten years ago, for some time his only food was Holy Communion, and at the end of it he weighed more than at the beginning. And there have been other people. Another thing that happened more recently, I suppose just in the last ten years, a priest in Ealing told me this story. A woman in his parish, she'd been Anglican, but she used to come to Mass every day. Every morning he'd see her there at Mass. And then after a good many years, she became a Catholic, and then she got cancer, and then she died. Well, four days before she died, she told the priest that one morning when she was still an Anglican, when the priest held up the host after consecration, instead of just seeing the white disc, she saw our Lord himself, and he was looking straight at her and beckoning to her to come forward. And she was terrified, and she got up and ran out of the church. And as she was going out of the door, another priest was coming in, and he said to her, Well, when are you going to become a Catholic? Because they all knew that she wasn't a Catholic. And she said, Oh, soon, Father, very soon. And she did, did become a Catholic. But then, before she died, she felt she had to tell somebody that she'd actually seen our Lord. And something another priest told me once, he said that he had to take Holy Communion every month to some person in a psychiatric hospital. And when he was going along with the Blessed Sacrament inside the hospital, he had to go down the corridor with some locked rooms there. And when he passed one door, there were always screams of sort of anger and rage when he passed with the Blessed Sacrament. But when he came back without the Blessed Sacrament, there was silence. And this happened every time. And he reckoned there was some poor soul in that room who was possessed that uh, realized that Christ was passing and showed his rage. Well, anyhow, that's been the belief of the Church from the very earliest times, that at the Last Supper, Jesus took the bread and wine and changed it into himself. We now come on to the point that the Mass is a sacrifice. At the beginning I said that no one can understand God completely and that you mustn't think I understand all about the Holy Eucharist, and it's true. But nevertheless, all the main things in our religion, we can get the general hang of them. We can understand enough to satisfy us. God couldn't leave a religion in the world that only clever people could understand. And what the Mass is, in its main lines, a child can understand it. I'll try to explain. What is a sacrifice? A sacrifice is a gift that we give to God. Now, giving gifts is a way that we express ourselves. It's a sort of language. 
a sort of language without words. I can think of one day when I was visiting a home and there was a little boy of about two who was sucking a biscuit. And I was talking to his mother and after a bit this little boy came up to me and held out the biscuit he'd been sucking. So I thanked him and I, I took it from him and I broke it in two and I gave him back the wet bit and the dry bit I ate myself and he ate his bit. That was a real language and it was all done with a sort of liturgical solemnity and I thought to myself this is just like the Mass in a way. That little boy maybe couldn't speak or maybe he was too shy to speak but he wanted to say something and he said it very effectively. He gave me his biscuit. And we human beings when we want to talk to God what are we going to say? when God's infinitely wise and we are so stupid and God is infinitely holy and we are sinners and God's infinitely rich and has everything and we are so poor what are we going to say to God? God understands our difficulty he puts a gift in our hands that we offer him and this offering of a gift is sacrifice <laughs>